않아서 So, it's a very brief comment before we go right into meditation. It just struck me as I was sitting here, and people are paying homage to the Guru, that, oh yeah, thank you. Feels like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you, you're drooling, Alan. I'll, I'll mop you up a little bit. <laughs> It happens at two times of life, right? When you're age one to two, and when you're getting on a bit in age. <laughs> hey, Grandpa, <laughs> I'll fix you up there. Don't worry, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but this theme, it's interesting, this theme of divine pride. It doesn't sound very good in English, frankly. It doesn't sound very good. Sacred identity sounds nice, but that's not what it said. It says laying agil. It's kind of like laying agil. La means of of the god of divine. It means divine, and nagil is um, is pride. I mean, that's there's just one flat translation. I've never heard any variation for it. But you do remember the uh, the etymology, right? What's the etymology of the Tibetan word for pride? Digil. I win. Yeah, nagil. I win. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So think about that one. Just it just came up to my mind sitting here, and people offering prostrations. That uh, if any anybody ever shows you respect, let alone offering prostrations, uh, the a very common way to respond is a rising of oh, thank you, you know, oh yes, I, I am rather special, or yes, I accept your gratitude. Be, you know, kind of a surging, a rising up of I am, I am. Like, oh, you're so smart, or you're so pretty, or you're so funny, or you have such a big house. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or the strangest one is you have such a beautiful wife. Thank you. <laughs> she cost a lot, I tell you. She, she was really expensive. <laughs> so that's one way, you know. I yell, I won. Look at my wife. Look at my, you know, look at my but face, uh, what it, facelift. Look at my facelift. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way, but of course, not even remotely implied in this practice. But it just tr- struck me as that it's like divine pride, sentient being humility, because when any of us are practicing that, of course, that's the whole idea. It's not just for the guru and then you all bow to the guru with the whole idea is we're dissolving our ordinary sense of identity. It's I mean, an absolute surrender, happy surrender, living no remains, right? You're, there's no grasping at all. When you really are practicing that om's vabhavashuddha sabhadamas, vabhavashuddha ham, it's a, a total joyful, blissful release of even the last trace of I am, right? Really simple, whew, gone. And then in that just wide open space with no object, where you used to be, and it's not an empty room, it's an empty open space, then right out of that space arises something that is utterly transcendent, 
that is a formation, an embodiment, a, an apparition of your own perceived awareness. And that I, that I, that I that says, I shall liberate all sentient beings from all suffering and bring each one to awakening, that I wins. That I wins. Oh, that's wonderful. And so I win. Who? The divine within you. I win. And that constant struggle between shall I go for virtue, shall I go for vice, shall I go for near-term gratification, shall I go for something of greater meaning, that struggle, that struggle, that tension that occurs along the path, you know, of, you know, some people would say our higher and lower selves. On the one hand, of course, we, we are sentient beings. That's, nobody's denying that as long as we're sentient beings. That's not a non-truth. It is a type of truth, a relative truth, obscuring a deeper truth. Gun zop, totally obscuring. A truth that totally obscures a deeper truth. Dundam tempo. Sampriti Satya, ultimate reality. But it really struck me, I mean, it was just, just that, that the so-called divine pride, and I'm not going to change the translation, I mean, that's just, it is the correct translation, divine pride. That divine pride, that's what it says, and implicitly, it's utter sublime surrender. Not just of your stuff, like you could go to the guru, like Milarepa, after having committed some really awful things. I mean, there's just, there was no happy face about what he did. It was really grotesque. He was a mass murderer. That's not a nice word, and that's what he was, right? But he went through this tremendous, he, but then this, a comparable degree of remorse. What he did was awful, truly awful. At the same time, understandable. It wasn't just a psycho or wanted money or something. He was following his mother's orders, right? Stuck, caught between a rock and a hard place. But still what he did, he was responsible for. Still what he did was terrible. But that he roused a comparable degree, a suitable degree of remorse. He sought out a sublime teacher, the great translator Marpa. And then he came to him and said, I offer all that I have. My body, speech, and mind, and all that I have. Because I think he really felt, you're my only hope. If you can't, if you can't release me, if you can't free me, if you can't show me the path, then I'm gone. I'm, I'm not just kind of a mediocre guy that might have a crummy rebirth. I'm, I'm going down, really down. And so like, you can imagine the passion with which he took refuge in his guru, right? And uh, so he came to Marpa. It's an old story. I might I, I have some details wrong, but I don't think so. He came and said, you know, please guide me. Please lead me to awakening. I offer you my body, speech, and mind, and all my possessions. He didn't have much, but what he offered. And then Marpa, being the enlightened soul that he was, he said, you said you were offering me everything, um, but you haven't. You left something behind that you're not, you didn't bring. And then Milarepa cut, oh yeah, there was this lame goat. It's a lame goat that I own. And I thought, it's lame, it's not nice to offer that to the guru. So I offered every all, all the other stuff, but my, not my lame goat. You know, it's like offering a broken cookie. You know, so, and Marpa said, bring the goat. I want your lame goat too. Yeah. I mean, everything, right? He said, you betcha, certainly. Certainly, he brought out his lame goat. Now it's everything. 
body, speech, and mind, and everything, all my worldly possessions, I offer all to you. And then what he got in return for that paltry offering was an enlightened master leading him all the way to enlightenment. Right? Mm. So, a total relinquishment, and then the gift that comes. So that's playing like you, divine pride. Very misleading term, actually, but really sublime term when we understand it. That joyful release of all sense of identity and all sense of mine, of my body, speech, and mind, my family, my belongings, my country, my species, my planet, my galaxy. Just wherever the word might have cropped up, total release. That same phrase keeps on coming up. Giving away everything at once. That's nirvana. And my mind, my heart, my soul. Six nirvana. Oh yeah. So for this morning what I'd like to do, we'll go right into meditation now. What I'd like to do is start with our devotions as usual. So I can front load it, don't need to speak much during the meditation. Start there. And then, once everybody's settled in, you've done the, the merging body, speech, and mind. Then for some time, just rest in your best approximation to ultimate bodhicitta, that is, non-meditation. You Now you know what that means exactly. So just rest there. Just rest there. As one of our authors said yesterday, one of the enlightened ones said yesterday, just, just don't be distracted. Don't do anything in addition, just don't be distracted. That's pretty easy. I mean, it's, it, it, I keep on saying that. Simple. It is simple, though. Just don't be distracted. So rest there as, as close as you can to your center, your core, your ground, in your ultimate bodhicitta. Your best approximation. Without imagining anything. Right? Instead, your generation, you imagine you're a Buddha, you imagine this, imagine that. Well, here, we'll start that way, but then we release all imagining, right? And just rest. Just rest. And then after some time, then I will simply mm, recite again with a slight modification. I up, I'm polished my translation a little bit, the translation that Vesson and I did 20 years ago. Just of those few verses, there's like four verses uh, in the third chapter of the Guide to the Bodhisattva Way of Life, Shantideva reciting the verses for taking, mm, taking the Bodhisattva precept. So I'll just recite those slowly. And so really as if you're resting, to best of approximation, resting in ultimate bodhicitta, and then simply out of that, then I'll recite, and you can simply go along mentally with me at the end of the appropriate verse. I'll snap my fingers at that point, think, now I've received the Bodhisattva precept for anyone who wishes to. And people listening by podcast, so you're a few hours late, it makes no difference at all. It really, this doesn't make any difference. Because you can take Bodhisattva precept by yourself without even a guru. You don't need to have a lineage for that one, the, the transmission. It's nice to have, and many of us have received, and I am giving that. But don't worry at all that maybe you know there's some time lag. Don't worry, no difference at all. Because you're taking these precepts in the presence of the Buddha. They're always there. In the presence of sentient beings, they're certainly all there. So if there's some time lag, or you listen to this recording a year from now, no problem. You can take the Bodhisattva precept at any time. And for anyone who feels maybe that's a step you're not quite ready to take, that's fine. No problem. Nobody will know. It's your own private business. And then simply when we're doing this, just continue practicing. No meditation or 
settling your mind in its natural state, whatever you wish. Okay. So let's begin the devotions. Namo lama deshe dupe ku konjo sumge ranshin la datam dotu semshin nam janju badu kapsu chi. Namo. In the lama who is the embodiment of the sugatas, of the nature of the three jewels, I, together with the beings of the six realms, take refuge until our enlightenment. Semgen do kundun do lama sangye dupne ni kang la kang du tinle ki do For the sake of all beings, I generate the spirit of awakening and cultivate the realization of the Lama as Buddha. By means of enlightened activity, I shall train each being according to their needs, and I vow to liberate the world. Ge yukin upsham sam bema gesa dombola Yamsen shoki mudum ye perma june shesuta Kodu kando mambu ko keki jesu datuki Jingel lapche sheksu guru perma sidi hum In the northwest frontier of Odiana, in the heart of a lotus, sits the one renowned as Padmasambhava, who achieved the wondrous supreme city and is surrounded by a host of many dakinis. Following in your footsteps, I devote myself to practice. Please come forth and bestow your blessings. Guru Bhama City Hum.
If you'd like to switch positions, please do so now. With this Dzogchen meditation, or this Mahamudra meditation, about to begin, let it be imbued, implicitly, with the taking of refuge, the bodhicitta, the blessings of the Guru, the dissolution of your own ordinary body, speech, and mind, into the three Vajras of the enlightened body, speech, and mind of all the Buddhas. Hold that for just a moment, that perspective, within imaginal reality. Release it all, giving away everything at once. All appearances, all thoughts, all objects, all sense of I, me, and mine. Release all desires, all striving, all modifications, and all doing, and simply rest.
as one rests in this way, there may arise a sense of serenity, of stillness, perhaps a sense of well-being, a delight in simplicity. But all around us, there's a world of sentient beings. And as the Buddha said, samsara is aflame from all the realms of existence, including the human. The suffering and the causes of suffering continue to be perpetuated, all out of ignorance and delusion. Attend. Attend to the suffering and the causes of suffering of the world. Let it be real for you. Arouse the Mahakaruna, the great compassion that stirs your Buddha nature from its depths. With a resolve to free every sentient being from suffering, from all causes of suffering. sentient beings in your mandala. And as you proceed along the path to your own awakening, you will certainly find that the space of your mind increases, the dimensions of your mandala expand and continue to expand until they very evidently have no borders and no one is excluded. Now let the luminous quality of your awareness spread forth as you hold in your mind, in your heart-mind, the world of sentient beings throughout all realms of existence, all galaxies. And in the space in front of you imagined the awakened one. Buddha surrounded by a host of bodhisattvas, of viras, of dakinis, of arhats. And on this grand universal stage, 
in the presence of all sentient beings and the presence of all the Buddhas. If you wish, let's take the vow to become enlightened for the sake of all sentient beings, following in the footsteps of the great Bodhisattva Shantideva. Who writes? Just as the, as the Sugatas, those who have gone to bliss. Just as the Sugatas of old adopted bodhicitta, and just as they authentically conformed to the practice of the bodhisattvas, so shall I too generate bodhicitta for the sake of the world and engage in those practices. When I snap my finger, imagine receiving the bodhisattva vow. joyfully adopted bodhicitta in order to apply and increase it. An intelligent person should inspire this mind like this. Now my life is fruitful. Human existence is well obtained. Today I've been born into the family of the Buddhas. Now I'm a child of the Buddha. Now by every means I shall behave in accordance with this family without ever contaminating this flawless, noble heritage. In this way we arouse the aspiring bodhicitta is both an aspiration and a resolve. And then for the remainder of this session, let's move seamlessly over into engaged bodhicitta. Arising again with divine pride, in which I am the victorious one, Gel, I am the victorious one, I, having gained victory over all obscurations, arise with this pure vision. With each in-breath, invite in all the blessings of the Buddhas, all the awakened ones, of the three times. With every in-breath, imagine light coming in, converging in upon you from all sides. Blessing your body, speech, and mind, with every out-breath, breathe out from this light at your heart. And imagine serving the world of sentient beings in any way that is needed, from moment to moment, from now until enlightenment.
Imagine here and now leading every sentient being from suffering and its causes, everyone, each one to their own perfect awakening. As you purify your world, you purify your mind. For just a very short while, release all appearances and all aspirations, and return again, once again, to a simple presence with doing, without doing anything. So, today I would suggest kind of a reminder of one very simple practice throughout the course of the day, when you're eating, walking, whatever you're doing. Just don't be distracted. How's that? Just don't be distracted. See what happens. And enjoy your day. See you later.